0: Morning everyone, have your Bibles go to Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs chapter 30, Uh, we're looking this morning at uh, a fruitful slide on our screens, maybe, as we look. Built a Biblical Guide to a Fruitful Summer. In thinking about this, it's uh, that season of the year where that, uh, we always uh, go into a, a uh, slide of life that allows us to be a little more uh, complacent, a little more laid back, uh, the summer season, especially for the parents that's got kids in school, or maybe even the kids that's in school, uh, you've got a, a regiment in life all the way through the, the, the fall and the, and the winter and then in the spring months and then all of a sudden comes along summertime and there's nothing left to do but rest. Well, not really for the ones at work, you know, you still, but it's not as eventful to have to keep up with everything going on, uh, getting kids to school. There is some uh, sports activities and stuff like that that uh, keeps us in a, a uh, on a calendar, on a schedule. But I believe today that we, uh, in the day we're living in, that I believe God wants us this year to uh, have a great summer, a fruitful summer. And I pray that as we go through a few uh, weeks here uh, talking about leading up to the biblical things that God wants us to have a great summer and how we can do that today. Today is the first day of that. How many would like to have a fruitful summer? Amen. A fruitful summer would always be awesome. Or that God can allow us to do some things. So, it's in Proverbs chapter thirty, verse twenty-five. The verse says, "The ants are not a strong people, but they store up their food in the summer. The ants are not a strong people, but they store up their food in summer." And this is coming from King Solomon. And he's speaking, and he's all the way through Proverbs chapter 30, he's given all kinds of animals, and he's given these little uh, wisdom highlights for us to live by, and uh, anytime we read scripture, we got to read it in the context of where it's at, so I think King Solomon had to come to this point in his life where he began to watch things, and contemplate things, and think about things, and as he's looking through all these different things, he talks about lizards, he talks about all different kinds of animals, different things, and But here, in this verse, I love it because he's staring at an ant. A little bitty ant crawling around on the ground and and he's contemplating this and thinking about this and he says, the ants are not a strong people. (laughs) Who ever thought about an ant being a person? We don't even think like that. But King Saul was looking at him, he's like, man, that's a pretty little strong little guy right there. But he's still not a strong person. I don't know about you, but I've watched ants before and I've, Kind of been amazed by their capabilities and what they're able to do, their abilities that God's given them. But he's talking about here that the ants store up their food in the summer. And as I'm to contemplate that and think about for a fruitful summer, if we're going to have one, we've got to store up what God gives us abundance in the spring, or in the summer, when our harvest time comes, that we will have ample enough uh, things that we need throughout the winter, the fall and the winter and the spring. So as we look at this, we think about ants not being a strong person, but they're smart enough <laughs> to store up. Mm-hmm. So as we put that in our perspective, if we're looking at our lives, sometimes we're not strong enough. Amen? Amen? I'm not strong enough to get through the day. It may feel like that you're giving out, that you're uh, hopeless, that there's no hope, that there's, uh, you have no capability to make it another day. It feels like that you just want to go to sleep and not wake up. Amen, I'm not strong enough. But even in those moments when we feel like we're our weakest and we're not able to go on, we still need to be storing up during the summer for the other seasons that's coming. Because God gives the increase during the summer. So all kinds of, if you go through the Old Testament, you'll see where the Old Testament is filled with different harvests and and, and different uh, feasts that God gives the children of Israel that they live by. And as, pro, as Proverbs is being written here it King Solomon writing this, the are not a strong people. Everybody say that, the are not a strong people. But they store up their food in the summer. It may look little. It may look insignificant. But at least they're smart enough to store up some stuff. As I put that in perspective for me, there's been seasons in my life or it feels like I'm walking in the abundance. Amen? it feels like God is pouring out on me his blessings that are just so overwhelming, it yeah. yeah. just yeah. overtakes you. And there are no seasons we need to be storing up this fruit for the hard times that's coming. So as we look at this, I, I put a few different pictures of different uh, fruit up on the screen for us. Strawberries, how many love strawberries? Strawberries are awesome, strawberry milkshake, I mean, you can just do all kinds of stuff strawberries. You can just go out to a strawberry plant and just pull it off and just eat it. I mean, strawberries are awesome. Uh, love those. We got right there next to it is some grapes. How many loves grapes? Grapes are, uh, you know, as long as they're cold. I don't like them warm, I like them be a little bit cold, you know, so put them in the refrigerator. But especially the seedless ones. That's, you know, they're even better, like seedless. You don't have to spit nothing out. It's like, you know, just eat it all. It's pretty awesome. Apple. How many loves apples? I love apples as long as it's a good apple, but I can't eat a lot of apples. It's like I can eat one apple every six months and I'm fine with that. It's good enough. Uh, some people love apples. Mom eats apples all the time. Uh, I'm good with a few here or there. The next one is a blackberry. How many loves blackberries? Now, blackberries are awesome. I love blackberries, but blackberries are kind of one of those, uh, I don't even know if it's a fruit really, I guess it is, it must be, it's on the screen, so we're calling it a fruit. So. Uh, you look at this fruit, of the blackberry, and you go and you you get how many loves going to picking blackberries? No. Picking them is not a lot of fun because usually you get covered up with chiggers. You got to get wear long sleeves, right? You got briars, you got all this other stuff that you're going trying to find these things. And there's snakes laying around in the bushes. You got to be super careful. So uh, black blackberries taste awesome, and blackberry cobbler, man, don't get any better than that. You just I make myself just think about this stuff here. Pears, I don't know what pears are good for. I, Not a big pear fan, but I thought there might be somebody. Anybody like pears? Oh, we got some pear fans in the house. Amen. We got all all diversity here. And then the next is a peach. Peaches are pretty good. That's sweet. I like the sweeter the better. So a good sweet peach is just awesome too during the summer. So this fruit that God's showing us here, this is a fruit in the natural that we love. But also, I believe that there is a fruit in the spirit. And if we're going to store up, and my mom, she makes blackberry jam. She'll put it in a jar, you know, seal it up. And, and, and like a year later, you can get that blackberry jam out. Even though it's not blackberry season. and you can dip it out and put it on toast and have you a yeah. blackberry jam on, on a piece of toast. You know, that's pretty awesome. So you can store up natural fruit. Why don't we store up spiritual fruit? Amen? Amen? Yeah. That God will give us ability to give us so much during this harvest season that we would store it up for the hard times. So it's in Galatians chapter 5, it tells us that Paul the Apostle, we've done sermon series on uh, Fruity Peoples a few years ago, and and there's lots of stuff that happens uh, that uh, God gives us the insight into scripture that Paul wrote about. It's in Colossians, he talks about different things like that. But the fruit of the Spirit, there's nine of them, and they're listed in Galatians chapter 5, and we'll study them and look at them. But here, you know, today I want us to look at two of those. And one of them is kind of important, I believe, uh, to start with that I want us to look at. And the word is patience. Patience. And I know I'm sitting in a room, or I'm standing, you guys are sitting in a room full of people that's just has an overabundance of patience. This is just the most patient group of people on the planet here at Bethesda. We're just so, you know, just so content and just sitting in in the peace of the moment and and, uh, Karen's talking to Leslie and it's just the patience of that, you know, and and just the ability, the way she looked at her just now, like, I'm I'm gonna be real patient with you, Leslie, in this moment. So, you know, patience is good, right? Patience means this, Capacity to accept Mm -hmm. or tolerate delay Mm -hmm. trouble suffering without getting angry or upset. Wow. Wow. The capacity. That means I contain it, right? The capacity of something is the ability to contain something. So capacity to accept or to tolerate delay trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Is there anybody here that's a master of that? We have any, you know, you got, our, in my trade, you got like a, a, a plumber, you can be a journeyman plumber, which means you can get by and somebody can help guide you a little bit and you can get stuff done. So you're just a journeyman plumber. But after so many years of that, after like four years, you can go take another test and you become a master. It's like a master plumber. So then, then you're the boss, man. You, you know what's going on, right? So is there any master patience people here that's got this, like, master that you you just got a story that's like, man, I, I, I'm the master of patience, and I've got so much to deliver on this topic. I can be uh, uh, just uh, give so much insight into patience, and my whole Amen. life is a picture of patience. And if, if everybody would just uh, talk about me, they would say, well, if you could explain that person in one word, I would say, just patient. Usually hard to come by. There's a few people that's patient. Mm -hmm. Amen. But we'd all get angry. Oh, yes. (laughs) We all get upset. Mm -hmm. And we get taken away by our emotions in a moment because of our inability really, that we don't have the capacity to accept or to tolerate that delaying, that trouble, or the suffering. Patience. All kinds of patience we need. So in, in these words, as we're looking at these words, I want us to think about in this, uh, there's all kinds of scriptures that goes around patience, but we only got a few minutes and I want to keep these sermons as condensed as possible. So as we go through these words, we're going to do a study all week long about these words, but we're going to get into a little bit more uh, with these uh, individual words throughout the week. So I'm going to be sending stuff on Facebook. I'll be sending you texts and different things to help you uh, throughout the week to uh, get more information on this. So as we look at this and think about patience, that ability to accept, I want us to listen to this story. This is an an illustration, a servant illustration that I found online. Let's talk about this patient. Patient needs patience, right? I feel sorry for nurses. This is Nurses Week. So if we got any nurses, anybody in health care, nurses, oh, we got some here, amen. Praise got God. some nurses in the house. Happy Nurses Week amen. coming up this week. Uh, I don't know what the world would be without them, amen. Yes. Uh, but whenever they get a patient, usually the patient isn't very patient. Right? So we got patients. The patients need patients. So if you're ever a patient in a hospital, be patient with your nurse. Amen. 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 Donna's saying amen. She yeah. deals every day with this issue in healthcare too, and Val. and, and, all, and which Rhea's got to retire, she do not have to no longer go suffer through all the patients of the people of patients. Uh, but there's this story a patient uh, sat down in the dentist chair and he's complaining, complaining of a toothache. And he asked, he asked this question, he said, Doc, how long will it take to pull this thing? Sounds pretty patient, doesn't it? Like, how long is it going to take? And the, then I said, oh, oh, don't worry. I'll have it out in less than 10 minutes. That sounds like good news, right? If you got a toothache, it's hurting, you want to get it over with, and how long? And he says, 10 minutes, that's pretty awesome. Then the, then the patient goes on, and ask, "Well, well, how much is this going to cost? How much is it going to cost? Maybe he's worrying now. This don't sound like the capacity to tolerate or to wait, does it? How much is it going to cost? The patient asked, a tooth extraction cost about $150, the dentist answered. So the patient looks up and he says, $150 for 10 minutes work? It's a little bit steep, isn't it? The dentist replied, well, I can extract it very slowly if you'd prefer. We're not very patient as people, amen? But God today is telling us as Bethesda, if we want a fruitful summer, if you want a summer of blessing, Mm -hmm. patience is gonna be on the agenda. That God is gonna require and give us an overabundance of patience this summer. How many's looking forward to that? You're gonna have patience with your kids. You're gonna have patience with your grandkids. Mm -hmm. You're going to have patience when you're driving down the road. Any road rage people in the house? I uh, get pretty tore up. You, I, I mean, literally, you set it a red light an extra two seconds when the light turns green. If you're not paying attention, you're golfing around, looking, doing whatever, and then beep, 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 they're behind you. Right? That's, usually, I'm the one blowing the horn if you're in front of me and you're not moving. I'll, I'll give you about two seconds. I'll give you that much grace, right? That much period. That's how far my patience goes. But this summer, I'm looking forward to God giving an abundance of patience because I need his fruit in my life. Amen. As a Christian, if I want to be a Christian example to my community, and God is calling us as a church to be an example for others to follow. Amen. If you're a Christian today, that people are watching your actions. They're watching your attributes, your ability to function in society. And if you're not very patient, if you're one of those hotheads that just blow up and and, and carry on like that all the time, then people's going to notice that and and they say, well, if if that's what a Christian's like, I don't want to be a Christian. I've heard that said multiple times in my life. And when I hear it, it it just grieves my spirit because I know it grieves the heart of God. Because God has called you and he equips you through the summer, through the slow times, through the seasons of abundance where he allows things to grow in your life, but you don't hold over enough during the other seasons of your life to have any left. It's like we gobble up all the patience when God does give it, and then when we really need it in the middle of the winter, that's when we don't have any left because we used it all in the summer. God is going to give you so much that you don't have room enough to contain it. That's what scripture teaches. That he will give that amount to us. That it's overflowing. King David said, my cup runs over. Amen. I want my cup to run over with patience. Where the saucer is full. The old song by uh, the guy that sings with a weird voice. uh, Not on Caleb, the other channel used to be on. Michael Combs. There you go. I knew it would come to Greg eventually because he's better with music than me. It was awesome though, that song. I love hearing that song. He, his voice is just so dynamic. Patience. That our cup would overflow with that patience. My ability to have the capability to withhold or to give a little bit extra time to give somebody else the right away. Hold the door open for 10 people, not just one. Yeah. Patience. Patience, my dear. But I know in reality that I'm talking in this tone, trying to make it a peaceful atmosphere so that we can discuss patience in a very subdued state of mind. But in all reality, I know when Shana goes home and she gets the two little hoodlums out there in the truck, and one of them's in the seat, and the other one's screaming at the other one, and they're throwing toys back and forth, and, and, and the patience, yeah, I'm sure that Shauna said this at some point in her life, my patience is running thin. Amen? Anybody with kids or grandkids or people in society as a whole, I don't care if you're a boss at work or whatever you're doing, your patience will run thin. People, their actions is going to get on your last nerve. You're you're on my last nerve, right? We say that because that lets people know, you're this close to me blowing up. I'm going to get angry. Now, I'm probably going to say things I shouldn't say. Amen? Amen. That's us. But God has called Christians to be better than that. Amen. Amen? Patient on our job. Patient, Greg, to your customers when they get on your nerves. Whenever they pull in for the fifth time, asking the same thing, patience, my friend. That's when it kicks in. So God's saying today, I'm going to supply you this summer with so much. But there's days coming that you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Michelle, home ownership yes. is not easy. Rentership, rentership I, don't, I don't care if you signed a lease agreement, what yes. it is, if you are in charge and you have to pay the bills. It's patience. Because whenever you call and the Wi-Fi guy don't show up because your Wi-Fi hasn't worked for three days, you've got to have some patience. Right? And especially if that worker is out there and he's been covered up all summer and everybody's wanting Wi-Fi or, or the internet at the same time and he shows up and he's had a hard day, he's had a hard week and his wife's grabbing at him because he's getting home late at night and he can't make his little boy's t-ball game and all this stuff going on in his life and he pulls up to our house and because we didn't have Wi-Fi three days we're like, ah! But we do have a big cross on the door. Yeah, love Jesus. Jesus loves you. <laughs> Amen He's thinking Oh yeah (laughs) What about some (laughs) Patience So God is wanting us to see this today, that he's going to give it, he's going to supply it, but we got to do something with it. And I'm telling you, to be like an ant, we might not be a strong people, amen? As Bethesda, we might not be a strong people, but we ought to be smart enough to store up some extra so that I'll have it later, amen? And I believe today that in the spirit that God is providing patience in this room today to people that's not very patient. Some are better than others. Patience naturally. But I believe today that God is gifting us, no matter who you are sitting in this room today, that He's going to give you the ability that this Word is going to come back to you. You're going to have something happen to you this week, probably, that you're going to walk out of this church service and you're going to go somewhere this week and something's going to happen and you're going to hear Pastor Ben's words ringing in your ears. Have a little patience. It's the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is patience to humanity. Amen. He's supplying it. What are we doing with it? I believe there's enough fruit in God to supply the whole world. If there's enough salvation for everybody, there's enough patience in God to supply everybody with all they need. It's not a lack. It's a lack on our part. I need some patience. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, I think you do too. Amen. I love patience. Amen. I want a biblical God to a fruitful summer. Amen. We need the Bible to apply in our lives. not just something we just read every now and then or think about every now and then or hear preached every now and then or hear it in K-Love song every now and then. We need the fruitful, Amen. biblical example to be in the lives and actions of the people of Bethesda. Amen. Patience, yes. my dear, patience. <laughs> And even when Pastor Ben is preaching and you're thinking he's going too long. yes, amen. And you say, I've already got it, Pastor Ben. You've nailed it down. I'm good. I've got that part. Move on. You've got to have a little patience amen. with Pastor Ben. Amen. Because God is patient with us. Amen. amen. That's the next word. We'll move on. The next word that I want us to look at, and I'm trying to keep these sermons really quick, because summertime, you got a lot of things to do. And I know summer's coming. I know we've got to get grass mowed. I know we've got to get the boat out get it ready. got you got to get the motorcycle out and wash it off and have it all cleaned up. Maybe you're going home and get the four-wheeler or the side-by-side out, or you're going to go get your kayak ready, and you're, yeah. you're going to get the water. The summertime is a time for short sermons. Amen? But it's a time for fruitful sermons. So I can preach for an hour, but I'd rather just preach 20 minutes and get you what you need. Let's get on out of here and then let's live it. Amen? Amen. It's better than an hour anytime. The next word that is a fruit word in Galatians chapter 5 is kindness. Kindness. Kindness means the quality of being friendly, generous, or considerate. Is there any master... Kindness, people in the crowd today. Just you're, the, you're just a kind. Oh, they're just a kindness heart. You're just it's the most kind person I've ever met. Some people are more kind naturally than others, yeah. but I think it's all something we could all work on. Amen. 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 I think that the fruit of the spirit of kindness from God needs to be in this room today, so that yes. when we walk out of here, we're a little more kind than what we was when we walked in here. Amen. Amen. Then we walk out into our society, into our community, and we become the people of God that we're called to be, and be kind. It don't cost a lot. It's not hard. Kindness is not hard. It's not costly. All you got to do is just consider it and do it. Amen. So in thinking about kindness, and it's just like God always gives me these little examples throughout my life, as as I'm thinking about these words that we're going to preach or whatever. And yesterday it was down at the at the uh, Black Oak Fire Department, we were smoking food and helping them because they're raising money to keep their fire department in good shape. And I'm thankful for the Black Oak Fire Department because they they dreamed a big dream, and I don't know who's in charge, the chief and all the people on the committee at the time but they took and, and they borrowed money and they built this big building this big huge building it has got a community center in it and you can rent it for birthday parties I went to birthday parties for people from church and all over and it's pretty awesome that they got that room that you can rent out and they charge you $50 for it and you got a sheet you got it is it 50 75 all right do I have 100 anywhere 100
1: no. it's not an auction sorry
0: uh, so $75, but they charge you, and, and you have to sign a piece of paper that you're going to leave it the way you found it, and you got to check off everything, you took out the trash, you put the chairs up, you you left the kitchen clean, and you clean the sinks, and they got a checklist you got to go through, and it's awesome, it's a really nice place, because those people care. And we was down there just to help out, because I was down there a while back at a quarter auction for somebody, and, and I was talking to the fire chief guy, and I was like, yeah, we got a smoker, we can come down and help you smoke food. So, smoking food, having a good time, sitting around, you know, talking to different people I don't know, there's people there that I don't know, and met new friends yesterday, I call them friends because I was friendly to them, and Bible says, if you want friends, show yourself friendly, amen. come on somebody, if you amen. want some friends, and you say, well, I ain't got no friends, well, maybe you're not very friendly, amen, amen. amen. so here we are, sitting, talking, and... and, and this one uh, little girl sitting there and she, she had helped all morning and I was watching and, and her science was all messed up. And she was having a hard day, but she was there serving her time anyway, helping. Didn't feel good, I could tell. So I seen her go over and sit, sit down and she, she had her head down on the table and then her grandma comes over and sits down beside of her and I, I was watching and next thing you know over, I'll go over and talk to the grandma and I sit down and start talking to grandma and, and finally, you know, the girl kinda of raises her head up and starts talking and stuff and, and we begin to talk and she talks about society, she talks about her job, how she loves teaching kids and doing this different stuff and I was just just general conversation, you know, and, and here I'm gonna preach on kindness tomorrow. So just general conversation, I don't believe this girl goes to church. I didn't ask. I didn't uh, really get into that there at that moment. And it's just talking in general conversation. And she's talking about, you know, society and how, how things are changing, how culture's changing, how education is changing, and all these different standardized testing. She's going all through all this stuff. She talked about how she wants to be kind to her kids, that she makes them, you know, every morning, you've got to give me a fist bump, a, a high five, or a handshake or something. She continually gets them. to talk about soft skills. That's good. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad we in church still have handshakes. Yeah. These little kids like Brantley and them, you know, coming yeah. up and shaking hands. That's awesome to me because that's teaching them a skill set that will get them through life. Yeah. Because I meet people that hasn't never shook anybody's hand and they don't know how. I picked on Ryan for about five years with it, and now when I stick my hand out, it's a firm handshake. <laughs> he got broke my hand a minute ago. <laughs> he's getting bigger. It's a good one. he's like fourteen now. He's getting older. You know, starting to he's starting to pick on me a little bit. I think. But handshakes are awesome. She's talking about this, and then we got to talking. And she's like, "Yeah, the world would just be a better place if people were more kind." Yeah. Yeah, I want a world like that. She said, you know, she said, I was walking through Walmart a while back, and she said, I was going through there. And she said, usually I'm just kind of zoned in and doing whatever I'm doing and focused on what I'm doing. And she said, I was walking down this aisle, and I noticed this little lady. She's sitting on her, on her buggy, one of the little riding carts, and a little elderly lady. And she said, I, I noticed as I was walking and doing my shopping that I seen her, and she was looking up and just staying in one place. And, and she said, she figured there must be something going on. So she walks up to the lady and be like, Can I help you with anything? The lady just looked up at her like, yeah, I want some dog food, but it's up on that shelf and I can't get it. And she said, I'm short, I'm little, but she said, I couldn't even reach it, but I climbed up on another shelf just so I could get to it, and I got the dog food off and put it on the the woman's cart. And she said, it felt good just to be kind. And I'm telling you, that's, that's a reality. If Christians would be more kind, it just makes you feel better about yourself let alone that person thing man the world's a better place than what i thought it really was what if the christians of the world were to be as kind as god is equipping us to be through the fruit of the spirit if this is one of the fruit that god is supplying why are we not giving it to the community Amen. it's not hard it's just a decision yeah. when you see that lady sitting on the cart and walking on by and saying, you know, somebody else will get it, or why don't Walmart employees do it, or whatever. We come up with 50,000 excuses. What if God puts us there in that moment to say, it's your turn. Just help people that need help. And it's kindness. I wish it was as addictive as drugs. I wish kindness was addictive as drugs. Because I see people waste their life sure. being addicted to drugs. But what if this fruit of the Spirit was just as addictive to us If we would use our patience and it become a we're an addict. I'm a patience addict. Man, I got so much patience and people, they'd say, they would say, something's changed about you. Man, you know, I might tell Arnold man, you've changed a little bit. You're not out there standing, stomping your foot, waiting for paper to get there on time. I don't know if he does that. I'm just picking on him. I think it's carrying more than Ernie. Most people said, man, that Bethesda, those people, that's the most kind people I know. Amen. Amen. What if a fruitful summer in our community was something that God is giving us and by us asking? The Bible says you have not because you ask not, and it says that you ask and receive not because you ask amiss you ask for the wrong things what if we would ask for this fruit more than we'd ask for a new car amen Amen. or new things whatever's going on in our lives what what if our asking was this stuff then the Bible says that God gives liberally and he upgradeth not we don't tangle things up when we ask we'll receive he's a liberal giver He's got plenty enough in heaven to go around. And I think today for us to have a fruitful summer, for it to be so much piled on top of us that we don't have room enough to receive it, that he wants to give us so much that he's telling us today, ask and you'll receive. If you have a problem with patience, pray prayers asking for patience. If you think, man, I could be a little more kind Sometimes I'm rude, sometimes I'm belligerent. sometimes I'm whatever. Pray prayers, asking, God, help me to be kind. Help me to see that little lady up there. Because I can tell you this, whenever God was that person walking through the aisle when you was just living your life, and you was sitting there at a stage in your life where you couldn't reach what you was trying to reach, he didn't look at you and walk on by. He stopped and he said, can I help you? Amen. When you was the one sitting there needing salvation you couldn't obtain it yourself, God didn't walk by you and say, well, somebody else will get it or somebody else's job. He stopped and he said, can I help you? And all you got to look up and say, God, yeah, I need your help. I'm telling you, in this place today, I feel like God is getting ready to pour out blessings in our life. But it's not just for us. It's for everybody around us. It's for our community. A fruitful summer is going to be for us all. God wants us to have that. Praise God. How many desire that? Amen. Some patience in this place today. I'm going to walk out of here Amen. with more patience. I'm going to get a double duty. You know why? Because I've had it in the session this morning and now i it here at Kentucky Heights and I've got double for my trouble. Amen. And, and I, it's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Won't you stand? Amen. Kindness and patience. Amen. Live this week looking for opportunities yes. to do both. Because it will transform other people's lives as well. Ants are not a strong people. But they store up fruit from the summer. Everybody bow your head and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. God, I pray over every person in this room. God that you would just pour out from the abundance of heaven patience, God, upon your people. God, that we would be like a little ant that sees a cracker, a crumb just laying over there to the side, and we're not fearful of it, we're not taken back, and we're not saying I can't, but Lord, they just walk over and they grab a hold of it and they'll they'll drag it backwards, they'll do anything they can to store up during the times of blessings. God, make us like those ants. Those that will grab a hold of the impossible. And Lord, the patience for the people in this room. Lord, there's some people in this room that's going through some issues, going through some things in life. They're burdened down. Lord, And you said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. God, give some patience to some people in this room today that need it. And God, for us in this room that needs And we know that there's opportunities in front of us and sometimes we just walk on by and we don't stop to say, can I help you? That we don't go the extra mile to help others, God. That we don't show kindness. And Lord, your kindness is on our life. And I know that your kindness leads me to repentance, God. And you was kind to me, God. Help me to be kind to others. God, I pray for every person in this room that they would just be overwhelmed by your kindness. That your salvation would be a reality in their life. God, the word that they would say, man, I am so free, I'm so liberated by the kindness of God, and I want others to see and feel and know that you're true. Yes. Help us to be a people as Bethesda, known as the kindness people in our community, that we give back, that we help the hurting, and we're there for those in need. Help us to be an example, God, that you call us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody says, Amen. Amen.